Oops, I found that bottle of gin underneath the sink again. So tomorrow's a new day. Let's order pizza. Hi, I'm Muriel. And I am Nicholas. And welcome to the podcast called... Entitled, (laughs) known as Hella in Your Thirties. Well, we peeked out our recording equipment very solidly. (laughs) Well, you just mic checked it for like five minutes too. Welcome to the party, guys. What is Um, up? Hella in Your Thirties. This is the podcast where Nick and Muriel explore things as they go hella through their 30s yep man every <laughs> week i feel like this our little tagline gets more and more crystallized you know yeah that was pretty good also very grammatically correct uh this week we're gonna be exploring we're okay we're exploring something very specific that this week well we have a we have a segment called the faux pas lounge that we love right i love more than Mira loves it so before we just started recording this nick and i got into a very solid fight so it was pretty good. It was pretty good. It was pretty It bad. was pretty classic, very like just all of the colors of the rainbow. <laughs> um, we So we do this segment called Faux Pas Lounge, which we both love, um, which is basically um, some of the times when we don't have time to try to do something that someone who is hella in their 30s would do. We just sit down and drink and talk to each other, which is also pretty hella in your 30s. <laughs> and... Uh, we're trying to figure out like if we want to add another element. So surprise, surprise, guys, guess what? Right now you are in the midst of a faux pas lounge day. <laughs> if you couldn't tell, that is where we're now going. You know, this is a faux pas lounge, but we're going to try to um, have a little bit of a focus on it. And it's a little exploration. So it's like a, some kind of in between type episode. So Mira and I have been together for a really long time. And so we went, so Nick and I met. So for those of you who don't know this story, um, the very first time that Nick and I saw each other, we both grew up in Seattle. We saw each other um, busking as children. We were children busking at a street fair in Seattle. And Nick was juggling and I was tap dancing with my brother. Well, the real deal is I was a juggler who was jealous that I wasn't juggling at this street fair because I wanted to be oh. like Lawrence and... I think Daryl did it a few times. Oh, I didn't know you weren't juggling. No, there was this kid in our... No, I wasn't. I was like... I was a juggler, and I did juggle and perform that. Was it the summer of eighth grade? No, summer of seventh grade. Um. Well, you were a year older than me. What? Uh, it was like middle school. Yeah. Yeah, whatever that was. And I saw these... Well, I thought they were twins. These twins tap dancing at... I guess it was Street Life, or what was the name of Folk that? Folk Life. Folk Life. Uh, street life. That's the very, that's the Tacoma version <laughs> of <know>. the, <laughs> Seattle's folk life. And I was like, and they were, they were tap dancing and making money. And I was like, man, I'm jealous of these kids because I want to be juggling for money right now. And so they were seared into my brain. And then fast forward my junior year of high school, uh, those two twins showed up to my school and our, it was a, this alternative high school in Seattle, uh, called Nova, which was like a pretty small, it was a public school. It was like fully an underfunded, <laughs> like dilapidating, like asbestos like public we can't school. can't drink the water from the pipes. 
Yeah, yeah. And it's like the walls are crumbling and stuff, but it was an alternative school. So you sat on couches and called your teacher by their first name and had classes like Kurt Vonnegut instead of like English, L- yeah. English 10 B or whatever they yeah. used to call it. And, um, and it was a and it was a small school, a couple hundred kids. I feel like the boomerang of this story has gone out very far. Well, I think what the story was is we saw each other, but I think the whole point of what we were the saying twins. The whole point is that the twins were me and my brother. The twins were you and your brother. <laughs> but I think I said that already, you didn't, didn't I? Say I it. saw the twins. But anyways, you said I saw these twins. Is that a fair? <laughs> I'm not even. I don't even have a twin. The whole point of any of this story is to say that this episode is all about Mira and I are going to explore oh each other's past God. and we're going to try to figure out if there's things that we don't know about each other. Cool. So I'm just going to go ahead and say, Oh my God. We've known each other since high school, but she was burned into my brain and we met for the first time and I was tap dancing at the street fair. And then we went to high school together and we met again at high school and then we were together for like 12 years and then we got married. And so we have known each other for more than half our life at this point, I mm-hmm. think. Like right around the halfway point. And we knew each other when we were really embarrassing. <laughs> like so embarrassing. Actually, it's funny though. This like, is, I think the, the Muriel thinks that we were that she was really embarrassing and she thinks that I was really embarrassing. And I think that I was really embarrassing and that she was really cool. You know, what's so dumb about that. I think I was really embarrassing and I think you were really cool. I thought you were, you thought I was, but you thought I was cool. I mean, at the time you you were against my politics. No, no, no. What? I was, I, what politics was I against? You were just kind of like, a dude like with girls you had a weird thing about girls i think like that what i was like not into but i always thought you were really cool you were way cooler than me but, <laughs> you were way but cooler the than thing me. is is not that right but when you look back at me you think i think i'm way more embarrassing than you were a hundred percent you're that, the cool one you're that's still not, the cool one. that's well i'm definitely the cool one now <laughs> but absolutely you don't think you were cool i mean i was okay Okay, but I was, I mean, I'm embarrassed of so much stuff like any normal person should be when they think of themselves back in high school. But I don't think of you, like when I remember Muriel, like when you remember Nick back in high school, Nick is like embarrassing, right? To look back at. I mean, you. No. Yeah. Oh, no. No? No. I don't think that. I think you were so lovely. I I mean, you were really sweet. And did spoken word poetry. That was my favorite part. (laughs) That was like the first time I, I, like my mom and I went to an art chair at Nova and we walked down the hall in this big building. <laughs> for the for the people, an art share is oh. like a hippie school version of show and tell. That was like an open mic kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, like, like a show talent and, show. Yeah. So but like they call all, it art share instead of talent show. Yeah. So all the the school is open at like seven o'clock at night and you like show up and then everybody does like a poem or a band their band plays or they tell a story or they do something. So for it was the first I had gone to all kind of crazy public schools up until this point, and I went to Nova. Um, while we were kind of checking it out, cause I was going to transfer there as a senior and we walked in and there was a boy who was standing in the middle of a ragtag, like sort of like band of hippies, like a little sea of hippies. And he's standing on a chair in a Looney Tunes Jersey <laughs> with a shaved head. And he was doing slam poetry about women being like really cool. <laughs> 
<laughs> and my mom was like, she just looks at me. She's like, I like him. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying I was good. Uh, uh, I was had my mind right when it came to writing poetry, poetry about women, yeah. but not about how I was treating women back in high school. Yeah. I mean, for whatever my tastes were when I was 17. <laughs> Fair enough. But I always Fair thought you were enough. really cool. Like you were cool. I was not cool. I was not cool. I used to fight. Like I went on a huge crusade because I wanted them to let me play King Lear in the high school play. <laughs> well, and it was like really dramatic. And I had the two reason teachers. you were cool. The reason you were cool is because you were so talented. That is a thing. You were like the most talented. But see, the you're reason why you're cool is because you think talented kids are cool. You don't think cool kids are cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, cool kids are never cool. Yeah, I liked you. You were so talented. You were super smart and articulate in class, too. Well, you know, I can't help that. Yeah, I was, I was, you know. You were great. That you was were, great. I was You fine. were really smart and everybody loved you and you're really, really, really cool. You like... You knew all, you were great. What's a, what's a memory you have of me being cool back in high school? Uh, when you were like perfecting your walk. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? I just mean like the beginnings of the walk that you have now, that like solid side to side sort of like saunter. Oh, I did come up with a name for it. What's so it called? <laughs> it's called, wait, what's it called? It's called, it's called the swaddle, which is like, it's like swag and waddle combined swaddle because I saw, so this is, I, this is a while ago at this point, but I was working on this like video project. I was like in the editing bay and I was watching myself walk across the street and I was waddling back and side to side. I almost, I almost fainted. I had no, no idea I moved like so that. So I, so, okay, the funny, so he was, I watched the same clip. He's walking so hard. He's holding a grocery bag in one hand and it's swinging back and yeah, forth at like 90 degrees <laughs> It's like one of those things on a desk where the balls transfer back and forth. And it was forth. just like, and I was like, but the funniest thing is like at that point, <laughs> Nick and I were both working um, at a restaurant, at a bar in Chicago and I don't think that he knew, I thought that he knew, but I don't think he knew that the girls that had to work behind the bar with him, which were me and our friend Jess, like we would talk all the time about how it's impossible to get by you <laughs> <laughs> because you span the whole thing. You just like, <laughs> like, like saunter from side to side in this insane like pendulum yeah, motion. I'm like a bowling ball getting bounced down an alley that has yeah, the bumpers that has in the it. Bumpers. <laughs> or like that little kid who slid down the slide and hit his head. That's me walking down a bar. Oh, it's so true. Oh my God. No, I, I didn't know. Jess did clown on me hella hard one time for that. <laughs> so it was hard. a big bar. We couldn't get behind you. And you say behind and then you just freeze in place. <laughs> So true, man. Hey. That's the swaddle right hey. there. It's good. What it's were we talking times. about? Oh yeah. So oh, you were, I was working on my walk in height. That's not a memory. No, I That's just think of you as like walking. No, 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 no. It's not inventing. <laughs> I just like that. Like you were a cool kid. You had a walk. You had a chain. You had a shaved little head. You Ooh, had, had a, a chin strap. You had a chin strap beard. You were growing that. You were like really intense. Like like you were like, I don't drink. Because when I drink, I go crazy. Which was a lie also. <laughs> Such a lie. But I thought I was like, damn, this guy is like crazy. No, I did. I kept that lie going for a while. 
my lie. I just, I don't, it's a dumb lie. No one cares if I drink or if I don't drink. Like, yeah. n- like people were drinking, but like, I'd, I didn't really like drinking. I didn't, I never, I never like sat down and really drank beer until I was, I think I was 20 and I went to hang out with Matt Smith in Honolulu and we like split a six pack, but I never really, and I would like drink liquor sometimes at parties and stuff, but like I was just not into drinking at all. So, but for some reason (laughs) in high school to me, I just invented this thing about how the reason I don't drink is because I, I get violent and crazy I know, and, and I, I fight I mean, people. Yeah. It's like that's the And you were why. also like super serious. Like you were a pretty serious Okay, teenager. so I wrote graffiti in high school. <laughs> oh, actually I started writing graffiti in middle school. That's actually how I became friends with Matt mm-hmm. because I was putting up stickers around Madison Middle School with my little dumbass tag. I think I was writing Sega at the time. Yeah. And um there's an old school Seattle uh, graffiti crew called DVS. They were like easily the dopest crew in the city, at least in to my in my world at the time. Uh-huh. And some of them were from my neighborhood and stuff. And I was like obsessed with DVS, so I was putting DVS on my stickers and putting them up. And the only person who fucking knew what that meant at Madison Middle School was Matt Smith. And he just came up to me and he was like, "Man, you're not in DVS." <laughs> <laughs> he called me out so hard. <laughs> And then we were just like really good friends starting after him, just like calling me out. <laughs> Anyways. Um, right. Oh, so this is my, this is my question about me being serious. Oh, wait, hold on. I want to say this. I this was, whole okay. tangent has led us to the point where Nick and I have known each other forever. And so we were thinking part of the faux pas lounge from now on is going to be us exploring aspects of each other that we aren't sure about. So it's either we might be asking some questions. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to try to see if there's a like, because I feel like I know Nick like, like so well. And I feel like he knows me so well, but then some things will happen and I'll be like, where, what, where did that come from? Yeah. Like recently, I'm not forgetting about my high school. I want you thing. to say that. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to forget about that. Also, this is all the intro to the whole podcast. Yeah, I just wanted everybody to know it's still the intro. Where are we at? I didn't time us. <laughs> um, 14 minutes. What were we just talking about? <laughs> Something. Well, what the hell was it? I want to go back to the graffiti thing, but we were saying... You're like, that's what I wanted to ask you about. What? You being serious. No, no, no. That's that. But then I was going to say something else just now before I've. D- uh, you made, you made a, a, like a swirling dervish. Over this here. is intense. This is the, uh, the, our whole goal with this faux pas lounge was to be more focused. And I think it's oh, God. <laughs> even less oh, God. focused than ever before. All right. Well, I'm just going to go on with the graffiti thing. Cause I forget what the other thing was. Okay. So I was writing Sega, whatever. That's how I met Matt Smith. In when I was super serious in high school yeah. for a short period of time, I had a graffiti name. Yeah. Do you want to try to guess what that name was? I know Maple. Okay. So actually, yeah, let's not t- super talk about <laughs> things that, uh, <laughs> that, uh, I was thinking that was yeah, stupid. right. You're right. This was a name before, uh, before I did, I was really, I'm sure it's like Persephone or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just cut to the chase. Good. This is the most embarrassing thing for a second there. My graffiti name was father. <laughs> That's not embarrassing. Yeah, it's father. You love the mafia. <laughs> I do love the mafia. I know. Man. That makes I was watching sense. um clips of uh there's a Facebook page called 
Sopranos time memorial or some shit. Emorium. What's the word? <laughs> time immoral. <laughs> I always fucking. I always. He always in a spit take. What's my that favorite word? thing. Like, if anybody wants to, know, one of my favorite things in the world is it's listening to Nick search for a word. <laughs> it's my very favorite thing, and it's so dumb because he he reads so much and he's so smart and he's an amazing writer and he's so articulate and he like reads the news. He like knows so much that I don't know, but it's just like <laughs> something about the language. It's my favorite thing. I was watching these Soprano clips. Yeah, time so- and immoral. The Sopranos, man, is it's just here's the thing about the Sopranos is it it's it changed the game. Right. So like, you know, we have like our current golden age of television to thank. Like we have to thank the Sopranos for that. Right. It's okay. Start- am I going to be able to tease you for really launching into this? <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> Your words discovering new things about each other. No, that's I want you to ask questions. That's the whole point of this old goddamn thing is not to tell a story <laughs> about the Sopranos. <laughs> For Christ's sake, nobody cares. Okay, all right, fine. What are you telling me about the Sopranos? This is what I'm going to say about the Sopranos because I'm on my soapbox. Oh my God. Isn't that what faux pas lounges in French soapbox? Uh, okay. Coma sedice. Coma sedice. That's the only Italian you know. You know that in manja. <laughs> no, I know a couple of things. <laughs> oh, mi bambino. Okay. <laughs> Ciao Bella. Uh, this, anyways, I'll just cut to the point. I was scared to rewatch The Sopranos because so much has happened in the golden age of television that I thought Sopranos couldn't hold up. But lo and behold, it's still better than every other show. Go watch The Sopranos. Okay, here's something. I don't know if you knew this. Maybe you knew this. Do you know where I first started watching The Sopranos? I know. Where? With Adriana, where in was that? Our, in her, in our apartment, in your house. So before Nick and I started dating, I lived, <laughs> I lived in a house in the Central District in Seattle. Well, when I was in college, and it was the most insane situation. Uh, it was okay. It was pretty, pretty crazy. But Nick used to come over and hang out with one of my roommates and watch you guys would just lie in bed and watch Sopranos for like six hours at a time in a like purely platonic way. It was, it was fully platonic and she got down. She did not give a fuck. We would stay up until like 8am. We would just binge Sopranos. She was, and we would never talk to each other. I don't think like, I mean like we, we were friends, but like, I don't, I think that was before you and I were even hanging out more. I mean, yeah, it must have up, been. But I was never I would, there. I mean, like maybe you were there, but that's not why. I mean, I went to your house to to watch Sopranos with Adriana. We got down, man. That was my fucking dog. I fucking that was like actually one of the brokest. Like I was so broke when I was there. Like I was like the brokest I had ever been. I was like going to school, obviously full time. I was like in college, and then. I was working at a hair salon for tips and answering phones. So like not doing hair, just answering phones. And then I, you know, obviously no car. My rent was like $300 a month. And my room was like an addition to this already really shitty house. 
So it had no temperature control. It was like freezing cold all the time. And everybody, I was like living, <laughs> I don't know if I should even say this. I mean, I was just like living with, you know, friends and people and everybody, but like, it was just like everybody was hella irresponsible and crazy. Yeah, and I was just it was like, a pretty crazy house. It was a pretty fucking, it was a crazy house. There was so much weird stuff going on. And I was just like literally like working all the time. I really like, I was like studying all the time. I was like in this tiny little room and it was freezing in there. And I, and more often than not, like honest to God, maybe more, like three times a week, people would want to come into my room and passionately argue with me about fights they were having with other roommates in the house. Oh, right. We so can't, like, <laughs> we probably shouldn't name names, but I know I those, names, those, those fights also, but for sure, those fights were no fucking joke. No, they weren't a joke. Those were no joke. They were no fights. joke, but I would turn off the light and roll up in my, I would be studying in the middle of studying like nine 30 at night, 10 o'clock at night. And I would, see the car come up or the person start walking up the hallway and I turn off all the lights <laughs> in my room and roll up in a blanket and pretend to be asleep because they want so bad to talk. No, those fights. Yeah. I don't know. We probably, we got to protect the innocent, but there was not a lot of innocence in that house. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I used to come to my like crazy drug house and like hang out. Yeah. Do you, okay. Uh, two things. Okay. One, uh-huh. uh, let's see if I can remember two when I get to it. Um, number one, if you had to guess what I remember most about that room that you're describing right now, what would it be? Record player. 100% right. Yep, record player. Weird. I've never yeah. thought about that one time. Yeah, that was that's exactly right. That's exactly right. That's what I remember about that room. I remember you had a little record p- player and some your mom's vinyl or something. Yeah. And you, not many, like maybe 8 or 12. Yeah. Little records. Adriana stole those from me. <laughs> she, she fucking took them. Hey, she like we said, records. there's not a lot of innocence in that house, man. She goes, Can I have this record? And I was like, no. When we were all moving oh, out. Oh, Elton John yeah, disc two. I, I bought your mom that. I replaced that for Christmas or her birthday or something. I bought that as a present for your mom. Because I got it stolen. I was like, no, you can't have it. And the she's like, second okay. album of Yellow Brick Road or something. And or maybe it was. It was. And then she, Is that a two disc? Yeah, Double but she took L? the one that had Benny and the Jets on. Oh, and then brutal. she and replaced is- it with some crazy like old record. And like I wouldn't notice or something like that. But I was like, you asked me, I said no. And then I come and all of a sudden one of your records is in the place of this record. Right. I'm, I was like, girl, you stole that from Man, me. Man, she still owes you money. I know. Too. She's cold as ice. Oh, <laughs> she's cold as ice. Man, I, I still love her. Like, I, still, I, like, I still love her too, man. She was so down to watch. That was my first binging. That was probably some of the first binging. Wait, I have one more story. Then she tried to sell me a car, her car, for $2,700, her Volvo. Yeah. And I go, Dad, you know, like, should I get this? Because she said she'd like, and she says it's in really good condition. The blue book value is $4,000. Like, maybe it's a really good deal. And my dad was like, Muriel, Adriana looks out for Adriana. <laughs> And he goes, but you can't be mad at her because she's wonderful. <laughs> and he's like, you're not mad at her. You don't be mad at her. Do not buy her car, but you love her. <laughs> That's good advice. I know. I was like, okay. That's good advice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Oh, I want to talk about some of the other people in that house, but we shouldn't. Because like stealing your record and owing you $500 or whatever, that's like the least of the shit that went down there. Do you remember? Okay, here's number two. Okay, I came I back to it. Number yeah, two. Yeah. Do you remember the birthday party for me that was thrown at your house. 
Do you remember that? Uh, I had it was a birthday early party. On. I know. No, I had a straight up birth, and it was like, "Where's the birthday gonna be at?" And it was at your house. No, I remember that. And Dan was just like, "Yeah, have your birthday here." Was and that the one that was crazy? Yeah, well, yeah, I got real. That crazy. was your birthday. That was my birthday. That party was. I did not even remember that. That was so. There was like legit homeless people in our house at the end of it. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was like four o'clock in the morning, and this guy comes and he's like, "What's going on in here?" <laughs> we were like, "No, that party was." Oh man! They had Again, a DJ? we have to like. Hold on. No, we didn't have a DJ. Yeah, because the D, the someone guy, might have started playing music. No, but those, that they got into a huge fight. Remember, they got into like a crazy fight, and they were like one of the DJs wanted to murder the other DJ. No, that. Oh, uh, this might not have been my birthday. No, no, no. That was a different party, but I know the one you're talking about now because that was the one that those girls got into that big fight. Those girls. I can't. We can't talk about this on I the know. podcast. It's too much, man. Yeah, but that was. The I one, will right? say this: like it all ended up terrible for one person. <laughs> He'll, and he's in jail for the rest of his life. But it was really. Oh my god! I remember that. Yeah, it was crazy, and also one. This is like. I can't even. We should. Why are we telling stories? Why are we talking about stories that we this can't really stupid. talk about? I know. No, but stupid. like this house is crazy. Like there were piles like, like they were at the end of the party. There was probably, I'm not joking, like an, or exaggerating. There was probably 800 to a thousand beer cans <laughs> like piled up in the count, like in the corners. Like, cause he was like advertising, like our roommate was like advertising it everywhere. And all these people showed up. So like there was like cigarette butts all over the siding. There was so it was like the I'm house sure was totally I was there that trashed. Too. It was there was beer all over the floor. We had tile floors. No. Um, that landlord, by the way. Yeah. Do you remember the story about that landlord? No. With me and him. No. Did I ever know it? I think so. You and him, like a personal thing or yeah. what? Or like a so beef thing? He was like this. Do you remember this? Oh, wait. He, he gave you some other job and you would talk to him and he was hella racist? Yeah. Yeah. He hired me because this is this white this white guy. He was like, he owned all of these houses in the CD and they were all Section 8 houses. And he was like. He owned them? Yeah. How do you own? Sec- I thought the government owned Section 8 houses. No, they just have a. Well, no, no, no. They have a like a cap on. I think Section Eight can be privately owned. Privately owned, but it just has a cap on the amount of like you know how we're rent controlled. Like, I think it's just a type of rent control. Oh, cool. I'm pretty sure it is. I thought Section Eight was straight up government housing. Well, that's how he would talk, but I could be wrong. Yeah. I could be wrong. But I think it's a subsidized rate, and I think that you can have your houses be that subsidized rate. Uh huh. Um, but. Anyway, this guy, like, it was, like, my part-time job while I was in school. I was to earn extra money. It's, like, he paid me, like, maybe 10 bucks an hour to go and help him flip rentals. So I would go in and, like, help, like, sand stuff down and repaint and, like, you know, like, get the house ready for the next tenant. And he was just a huge Rush Limbaugh guy. And Damn, man. Rush Limbaugh goes back. He, like, loved me. And, like, we worked together. And, like... You know, I don't think he realized that I'm half black. <laughs> and he just started saying all this crazy racist stuff to me. And I was like, he, we were arguing and he goes, you don't know anything because you go to this liberal college. And I was going to like Seattle University, which is like a Catholic college. It's very like, 
it's right, around it's private. forever. It's, it's private. It's a really good college. And he's just like, you know, you don't know anything. And he goes, the, oh, the Amazonian tribes in the rainforest are doing more damage <laughs> to the Amazon forest than any corporation. <laughs> and I was just like, what are you talking about? And then we got into this horrible fight and he was just like, he goes, he was just like, um, he basically said to me that people who live in poverty choose to be in poverty because they're lazy. Right. <laughs> and, classic, classic limba. Right. And I was just like, and like, I'm talking to him and he has no idea who I am. He knows that I'm in college. He knows like whatever. It's just like, I was like, I grew up, like we were like poor growing up. Like I, I was on food stamps as a kid. Like we had government assistance. So like I grew up in that with like incredibly hardworking parents and like, you know, if you come from the other side of that, you're just like, you're so stupid to have that idea. So anyway, I just, and so <laughs> then we're sitting there and I just looked at him. This is probably the first time I actually, one of the first times I ever stood up for myself was just literally looking at him. And I was like, oh, I was like, I can't work for you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, don't do this. And I was like, no, I'm really sorry. I was like, I can't, I, I can't do this for you anymore. I'm really sorry. And I just left. And he like, we had, he, we had like, been working together for a long time yeah he just i didn't know what he was about and he didn't know what i was about right and it just was like that was crazy yeah. i was like it was really crazy i was like you're looking at me like and you're saying hateful things about me you just don't see it like you didn't really understand that right it's just like it was such an opportunity for him to talk to somebody who he doesn't understand right <laughs> you know and i was like and i was talking to him and he was just like no 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 you're a piece of garbage without saying it was me he's like your people are a piece of garbage right and i was just like cool okay i gotta go <laughs> we're not friends sorry dude <laughs> and he would like come by and like wave you know <laughs> he's like still is our landlord that's <laughs> so weird have you been like i feel like you don't you were not like intertwined with any like trump supporters were you or am i i mean it's now am i i mean during the election specifically mm. Like when it was kind of like, who's going to win? No. I was involved with all those Trump supporters at the strip club that I worked at. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, there were all. I remember this one time I was DJing. I had this daytime DJ shift at a strip club. And uh, my the power adapter, I was just, you're just playing off of laptop i'm not a dj i press play <laughs> on a macbook like i'm not i'm not a dj i just like wasn't a cokehead and i wasn't weird with the girls and i was like reliable and showed up on time so yeah. they're like you have this job now so but my power adapter to my laptop broke and my so my the battery was going down so i was screwed so pablo who's like the king of over there it's sam's hoff oh bro. my god i forgot about that pablo has how many teeth mm, you can count they're them countable. at least on yeah you, they're, they're countable they're countable and then he has no hair on the top of his head but then really long hair on the sides of his head like long long like longer than mine and he wears a viking helmet and he wears a viking helmet when he djs so it seems like he has a lot of hair so anyways and there's a lot. Well, also the other thing about Pablo that's hilarious is rumor has it that he got, he's been working at the strip club, Sam's Hoffrau for like 20 years or something, 15 years. 
No, Marcelo's been there 15. I think Pablo's been there 20. Yeah, like a long but time. But he <laughs> got fired. This is the story. He got fired f- from Sam's for like five years. And during that time, he just lived in a van behind Sam's offer. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true, but that's the story. So anyways, one day I really was like, this was like during the election and I was just really, I was fucked, you know? Cause I was like, I was like, can I do a door dash or something for someone to buy me a, an adapter and bring it to me to work? You right. Know? Because this is the, also the other thing about this club is like, it depends entirely on music being played and oh, yet yeah. they don't have any like in-house way to play music. Well, they do. They have a CD. You could play a CD in-house. A CD in 2017. It worked. I mean, it was only 12 songs. It was rough. It was rough. Basically it was going to be, but that also was nothing because if you don't play the songs that the girls ask for, then they're pissed at you. And <laughs> if you just play the same 12 songs over and over again, everyone is pissed at you. Right. Or, and then the other thing is, is you need your computer because you're also checking girls in through the like, system that they have like that's what I'm, saying. I'm I'm saying like you like it's hilarious that they require that you have a laptop I feel like that's also true for this bar I'm working at it's like you ha- like if the square goes down then you're screwed like everything is like nothing is more powerful than an iPhone right now at all oh, so okay so anyways this um this cord broke and Pablo came through like a champ and he came in on his day off because I was texting people and he brought me one and he saved, he saved me because it's like really high pressure. It's a lot of money. It's a great gig. And if it goes wrong, everyone's pissed at you. Right. And I was like, so thankful. And he showed up wearing not the Viking helmet, but a make America great again. hat. No. And I was like, and he was so nice to me and he did not need to do that. And he definitely did. No. And he was wearing it and he was all. No, I never had anything like that. I didn't. Well, I was. Those guys there were all Marcelo, Pablo, couple of the dancers, some of the bartenders, the owner. They were all, all Trump, all Trump, all in. Fuck Hillary. I was like, listen, well, we, I don't know how much. We want no, to I don't want to get deep into this. I'm already like so depressed. This is making me so depressed. Okay, sir. Yeah. Um, how are we doing on time? Do we have to wrap no, this up? We're deep. We're deep. 36 minutes. Yeah. So, we, oh, we got to go. We're going to a play. <laughs> we're going to go see this play. My favorite thing in the world right now is fantasizing about having the three card Monty skills of David Blaine and just being able to bust it out and like, like rolling drunks at bars. That's it. Yeah, I've heard about that one. I like. Yeah, it. but the listeners haven't heard about it, and they're craving my fantasies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know. I guess I kind of okay. So let's do a lightning round. Okay, you start. Okay. I want to answer questions. You want to answer questions? Yeah, you ask questions, and I'll answer them. Okay. Okay. But this if I go on to a rant about the Sopranos, don't get mad at me. <laughs> I never get mad at you. I just get salty. All right. Uh, yeah, that beer is amazing. Okay, so what do I want to ask you? I think... Um, oh, I might know this question, but I think I actually might not remember it. Have you ever peed your pants? 
as an adult? Peed my pants? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. No, I've I've pooped my pants a little bit, but not <laughs> nothing nothing big. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Nothing. It's always kind of. But one time I pooped my pants when I was peeing. <laughs> I remember that. So. <laughs> no, I was peeing and then I sneezed. <laughs> and then shit came out also. I remember Nick and I got our first apartment. It's the first time that either one of us had lived with a boyfriend or girlfriend. And Nick had, he was talking to his his good friend's dad on the phone. I was talking to Vince. Yeah. He was talking to Vince on the phone and he didn't want to be impolite. So he took a shit while he was talking, but he didn't flush. And then I came home like six hours later. <laughs> I had forgotten to flush after the conversation. <laughs> and I had to open the door and I was like, what? I just was like, Nick. I just like, couldn't even believe. First time living with a boyfriend. That was shock. That was a shocker. <laughs> um, Do you remember the time? Of course you remember this. This is a pretty classic what, Nick what? and Muriel story. What? It was on, it was Thanksgiving and the night before, uh, there was this bar in Chicago called the Friar oh, yeah. Tux and they had like $2 shots of wild turkey or whatever it was. It was $2 shots of wild turkey and then like $3 like half liters of like Bud Light. Yeah, right. So like half liter, like a like a giant stein. So we were just, basically we just got fucked up and then we went to this taco spot and we each bought a full meal of tacos, burritos, whatever it was. But then we also realized they sold hamburgers. So we each got a hamburger also. So we ate a hamburger and all this Mexican food. Then at like 4 a.m. or whatever it was. Yeah. And then we go home. Then we wake up. Then we're going. We have to take the train from the north side of Chicago out to the west side of Chicago. And so we have like. And Muriel had made all these incredible pies. So we're like carrying these boxes. So I make this pie. It's made from a sugar. So I do pumpkin pie and I use a sugar pumpkin. So I like cook down a sugar pumpkin, like peel it and then make a pumpkin pie with a pecan pie topping. And I make the whole thing in a cast iron skillet. So the whole thing weighs like 20 pounds. And it's like you can't like because it's in a skillet. It's not like in a pie case or anything like that. So I got a box from a closet, like a giant box, and I wrapped the pie to take to my grandma's house. I wrapped it in cellophane and then stuck it in this giant, like, printer box. And then we had other stuff, too. We had other pies. We were, I mean, we were also sleeping out there for a few days, so we had, like, backpacks. Oh, yeah, we had So backpacks. we were just, like, yeah, completely yeah, yeah. loaded up. We're on the train, and we get about, we're on the red line, wherever we live. What was the name we of the stop? Like, Shelton or something? No, Sheridan. Belmont. No, so we, lived, we sh- lived it. We we take the Sheridan stop. So we get to the, so about, we get to the, by the time. Okay. So this is like two stops. This is almost immediately after getting on the train. No, no, no. I'm sorry. It was, but it was like the math was coming in. So it was pretty quickly into the ride. But what we were realizing is like you, so for in Chicago, you take the red line to the green line and the red line has a lot of stops in like a, like kind of like busy populated areas so there's lots of public bathrooms right once you get on the green line or downtown like on a holiday a lot of stuff is shut down 
And once you get on the green line, like there's no like no businesses around the stops until you get to Oak Park. We're so, jumping b- ahead in, in the situation. I know, but now. I'm saying it wasn't just because it was early. It was also because I was sitting there going like. No, but we haven't even said what happened. Okay. So what <laughs> happened was we got on the train and everything's happening. And then two stops later, like seven minutes, I look to Muriel. I look her dead in her eyes and I say, I think I'm going to shit my pants. <laughs> and she has this look in her eyes and I know she's having the exact same experience. And she looks at me and she says, I think I'm going to shit my pants. And me, both of us. And, That's and then, not, I said, I think I can, I was like, well, can you hold it? And he was like, yeah, I think so. And then I was, he's like, but I don't know. And I was like, no, I, I was like, I think I can hold it. And I was like, I don't know if I can. Like we were talking ourselves right. out of being able to be okay with it. Yeah, right. So yeah, like, no, we talked about. It. We were like, "Can you do it?" And we were like, "Because the whole idea was like, happen. basically, like if we were trying to like hold it until we got to my grandma's house, it was another like forty-five minutes." And so it was like, "Well, can we do that?" And I, my point was, if it becomes an emergency, like fifteen minutes or twenty minutes down the line, at this point. That was the whole thing. It was like, right. It was like, there would be we no were, alternative. We, we'd be fucked. If we were on a, if you were in a situation where like, so on this train system, if we were like, okay, well I'm okay now. That was the whole point. It was like, we're okay now, but I don't know if I'm going to be okay in 20 minutes. And if we waited 20 minutes, we could be in a position where there's literally nothing to go to. So we get off the train. That's how right we talked ourselves into Yeah. So we get way. off the train because we were like, we have to do this now. So we get off the train at Belmont and then immediately, immediately realize we are both going to shit our pants. Like it was like right a completely now. emergency. Like it was like, it was, it was like actually right this very And second. everything shut down because it was Thanksgiving. It was Thanksgiving. So, so we start running down the street. And I give, so basically we were sitting there and it was like, there's two things. There's a Starbucks that has a single stall and we know it's a single stall. Yep. Cause we've been in that Starbucks. And then there's other businesses down the street. And the problem was, is I was like, the thing is, is if we both go into Starbucks and one of us goes, the other one is going to have a problem in Starbucks. I'm going to sh- like, I would not be able to wait in line. <laughs> so we were like, let's split up. And so I was going to Starbucks cause we know for sure it's open. But the caveat is that I had to take the pie in the box. And well, so then we were Nick both- was going to run down. No, I was like, I'll, I'll take this cause I know it's open. I'll take the pie. Nick ran further down. Well, first we zigzagged down and we were trying to figure out if there's another one. And then Nick ran further down and got to a subway. And by ran, I mean, we mean walking as fast as we can, but not running. Because if you ran, you would shit your pants immediately. So I pop into the Starbucks. No, subway. Mira goes to the Starbucks. I go into the subway. There is inside this empty subway... There is a 16-year-old kid who is making an order for... Like an like ironic for, hipster No, no, no. Not an ironic... No, no, no. Def, no, not ironic at all. This guy was like 45. He was zero I- irony. And he was ordering like eight sandwiches. 
he was he this guy was fat he was a chicago guy there was like no irony here with what he was doing and he was you don't think it had to do with thanksgiving it had to do with thanksgiving but what what whatever it was he was it wasn't like oh it's gonna be funny to show up with sub sandwiches oh, he was like, like i'm, I'm bringing sub, sub sandwiches, sandwiches to <laughs> thanksgiving it. Okay. it was not ironic at all and and I go up to the kid and he's just like so flustered with this order. I'm like, do you have a bathroom? He's like, yeah, it's over there. I was like, okay. And he's, he's like, well, first he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, I can't help you yet. And I say, like, it's okay. I'm, I'm using your bathroom. So I go into the <laughs> bathroom, which is a tiny closet. It's like an actual, like the mop is in there. It's a, it's a closet. The bathroom is a closet. <laughs> such a gross story. I know. So I make it and I, you know, it, I'm, it's not in my pants. It's all good. <laughs> It is huge. At this point, Meryl and I are texting. She's in S- S- Starbucks. I'm in Subway. It's all good. Everything is just fine. So then I, it's like, oh, thank fucking God. So it's finished, and I get up, and the toilet won't flush. <laughs> the toilet won't flush. And this isn't even a toilet in a bathroom. This is a toilet in a closet. I mean, you open up the door, and it's there. And I just know this kid has to deal with this so i get out and i he's still working on the order he's still like totally flustered totally fucked and i was like hey man like you know like the the bathroom's not working he's like no, no it's okay I'll, I'll be there in a second it's like no 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 you don't need to go in there but <laughs> i was like i'm done i'm leaving now and he's like no, no. but he, he just didn't speak english and he was like you know no it, it's okay i'll help you in one second i was like i don't need any help and then but what I did do was I stuck around and I bought like three or four cookies and tipped him like 15 bucks. And I was like, I am. And he did not understand what I was saying. I was like, I am so sorry. Like the bathroom is, <laughs> not, is destroyed. Like the pilgrims showed up. This is a fucking flea infested f- fucking disease infested blanket of a shit in this bathroom. Like the white people are ruining America right now because of me. I'm so sorry. Like here's $15. And then I left and then it was a great Thanksgiving after that. So I think that's a solid holiday story. Oh man. I'm, I'm ex- Oh, Mir- Oh, Hey guys, stay tuned. Mira and I are going to do a, um, a, uh, Christmas cookie episode coming up. Yeah. I'm going to challenge Nick we're going to set up two tables. One of we're going to make really complicated Christmas cookies and yeah. we're going to see I'm challenging Nick to do it. <laughs> no, we're going to make really complicated Christmas cookies and then we're going to take it to a Christmas party and people are going to judge which one they like better. I'm really excited about it. Um okay, so we have to go to a play. I know. I'm going to eat edible and we're going to take a lift, which I'm also really excited about. Uh Nick? Yeah. Thank you for being such a wonderful person. Thank you for being a wonderful per- person, Muriel. You're, um, I don't even remember. Oh, our fight was bad. I could, I could remember it if I tried, but everything is okay. That was very fun. Did we learn? Did we, or this was just a faux pas lounge basically. Yeah. But you know, we had a framework, right? Hey did guys, we? if you thought we had a framework, <laughs> comment below, <laughs> tell us if you thought this was this different. This is a than very a- well structured, great faux pas lounge segment nick <laughs> i would like to say to you yeah. i love you and i, I am you. so proud to do hella in your 30s with you <laughs> did you think i was gonna say that at the same time no <laughs> i just was like well i just jumped off this cliff 
Um, Leave guys, some reviews. Thank you so much for listening. You're the best. We love you. Hit yeah, us up. You can get this anywhere you listen to podcasts. But the thing is about saying that, here's the thing. If you're listening to this already, you already found it wherever you're listening to your podcast. Right. That's, that's so true. So we know, you know, we know that you're one step ahead of the game. Go ahead and listen to those podcasts. And if you see some sort of icon that lets you subscribe to us, do that because, you know, we always got gold. You know, the other thing is that you can do is um, share us on Facebook if you could. You oh, know? my God. People hate Nick on Facebook. They kind of like me, but not really. And then they don't like you at all. No, I'm so unpopular on Facebook. You're pretty popular on Instagram. I'm not bad. Yeah, Instagram is all right. But Facebook is a nightmare. But but um, but also I've done nothing to cultivate being liked on i mean i deserve to be hated. me too i, I mean that that's not true though because like i don't post any views i just i do some self-promotion and then that's about it you don't post any views i mean political views oh. you know like i'm not like <laughs> i don't tell you what i'm really thinking about things on facebook right and so they're like well then you're banished right well anyways we Whatever. love you like we, we love actually you. love you guys so much thank you for listening all right, that's it. I don't know. I guess that's it. What's a creative dot com network, right? Oh, what's a create? Wait, let's check. What's a creative dot com network? Is it network? Yeah. What's a creative podcast network? I want you to ask questions. That's the whole point of this whole goddamn thing. It's not to tell a stories <laughs> about the Sopranos. <laughs> For Christ's sake, nobody cares.